0: You are listening to the Reality
1: Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Charity's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
2: What's up everybody? Welcome to podcast number 333. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're talking to Morgan Willett, social media influencer, winner of Big Brother Over the Top. You know her, you love her. Yes, we do talk about her public breakup from a couple years ago. That is on the table in this podcast, plus a lot of other things. And we will get to that momentarily. As you can tell, a little bit still under the weather. Voice kind of going a little bit. It's mostly just congestion now. Throat isn't sore anymore, but two days ago it was more sniffling. Now it's just to where I'm not. If I am sniffling, it's just not, like, liquidy. Okay, we don't need to talk about my nasal passages. Anyway, anyway. You can hear it in my voice. It's going a little bit, and recording three podcasts today uh, wasn't great for my voice, to say the least, but anyway, before we uh, get to Morgan, just know that um, the Daily Roundup is up today, as as is the Sports Daily. Sports Daily is on a completely different feed, so if you want to check that out, just Google the Sports Daily with Reality Steve. But on the Daily Roundup today, nothing new to report on charity season Episode four, Rose Ceremony, was in Washington on Tuesday. They traveled yesterday, and they should be in their new location today and start dates either today or tomorrow. I don't know where they are. I've heard cities where they could possibly be this season, but I don't know if that means it's the next city after Washington. So hopefully something will get out, and I'll let you know as soon as I do where they are filming. Today on the Daily Roundup, though, I do talk about Caitlin Bristow, who went on her fiancé's podcast, Jason Tardick's podcast, and discussed her breakup with Sean Booth. Now you might be saying, like, oh my gosh, it's you know, years ago. It's over five years ago. Why is she still talking about this? It's the context in which she talks about it that I found very, very interesting, and it brings up a conversation I think that we can have when it comes to the final couples of this show. And let's face it, there is a giant power imbalance when you come off this show. Jason even specifically says this show basically emotionally, uh, physically, financially makes it almost damn near impossible to succeed as a couple once you come off the show. So I, I found that interesting. So that was a good conversation. And I read what Caitlin said on the podcast so you don't have to listen to it, but I really appreciated what she said. I I think it was a very good conversation, and it wasn't a, oh, I'm just going to take shots at my ex. No, it was a little bit different. It was her feelings, and it was her just like, look, I could be wrong on this, but this is just how I feel, and this is how I look at the situation now, kind of looking back on it. Also, um, Kat Izzo was on Courtney Robertson's Off Contract podcast, and... I didn't listen to it, but I saw Courtney's Instagram story yesterday where she had clips from her interview with Kat. And in one of those clips, it was very quick, 10 to 15 seconds, they were talking about the fact that the Game of Rose's book, How to Win the Bachelor, was in the house. And that was what I reported earlier this season. But that's all I knew was that Gabby had read the book. Well, according to the clip that I heard, if you listen to the full podcast, please let me know, but... According to the clip that I heard, Gabby confirm excuse me, Cat confirmed that it was in the house. So I don't know if she confirmed that Gabby read it, but at that point, like I said, when I reported it, all I knew was Gabby read the Game of Roses book at the mansion. I didn't say that she was caught reading it. I didn't say she brought it. I didn't. I didn't even know how they got in there, and I didn't even know what the deal was. I didn't even think anybody cared. I so, said, look, I don't even know if it's a big deal. It doesn't seem like it is, or else I probably would have heard about it. But Kat does confirm on the Off Contract po- podcast that the book was in the mansion. So one of the two things I reported ended up being true, and the other one we just don't know, unless she did confirm it on the podcast that Gabby was reading it. And the other thing that I reported was Gabby read the book. I don't know if other people did, too. Maybe others read it. All I heard was Gabby. So... I don't know what they said on the podcast, but knowing now that it has been confirmed that the book was in the mansion, probably not far-fetched to think that Gabby read it, which, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot. It just confirmed the spoiler. I talk a little bit more about Survivor and the challenge. It looks like Tasha is going to be on a new reality show that's going to be on Amazon, It's with a bunch of other reality people. She's the only Bachelor Nation person, but some people from, you know, Shaws of Sunset, The Challenge, Big Brother. And we don't even know the details behind it, but I quote tweeted it out last night if you want to take a look at that. And today there is a show starting on Paramount Plus about the Pink Ladies. Yes, from the Grease franchise takes place four years before the movie Grease came out. So it's basically how the Pink Ladies started. Haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'll give it a couple episodes. I heard it was okay. So the fact that I'm not hearing great things about it already has me kind of bummed. But yesterday, someone from EW.com decided to do an oral history, not on Grease, but on Grease 2. And if you know me at all, you know my infatuation with the movie Grease 2. Yes, I'm very well aware it bombed at the box office. And most people are like, how could you possibly like Grease 2 better than Grease when Grease had John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and Grease 2 had Maxwell Caulfield and Michelle Pfeiffer in her second movie ever? You know why? Go watch it. That's why. (laughs) Look, I love Grease. I love the original. They're, They're classics, but they're classics in two different ways. Grease 2, way, way campier. Yes, understand that. But it's become kind of a cult classic ever since it got released. It bombed at the theaters, but yet there are so many people that love it and have grown to love it over the years just because it's one of those movies that took off online, not online, but on replays on HBO and replays on cable and all that stuff. So. I hope you uh, enjoy that. I quote tweeted that as well yesterday, so go read that on EW.com. It's an oral history. The author interviewed everybody from the movie and just they shared a bunch of stories from it and what the filming was like and all that stuff. So go check that out if you are interested, as interested as I am in Greece, too. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking for more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. In honor of Earth Month, they're offering a collection of brand new, limited-time-only recipes made with sustainable, earth-friendly ingredients all throughout the month of April. Think premium recipes, featuring sustainability-sourced seafood, organic proteins, produce, and eggs, and ingredients with a low-carbon footprint. Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas, in the US, 100% of their seafood meets in the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood. With Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping. And you know me, I'm not a cook at all, but I love myself some Green Chef. The fact that when I partner with them, they're always on time sending me their boxes. My two favorite dishes are the brown butter pork chops and the crispy southern chicken. They take me around 30 minutes to make. I try and beat my time every time. I think 27 minutes is my record, but not a lot of calories. It's very easy to follow the directions. They give you everything you need. The crispy southern chicken comes with Creole Dijonet, mashed potatoes, green beans, and tomatoes. The brown butter pork chops also have mashed potatoes, maple glazed apple and carrots, and toasted pecans. These two dishes are to die for. You'll absolutely love them, plus all the other dishes they have so many to choose from. Go to greenchef.com/realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com/realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get started. Here we go. Podcast number three, three, three. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, You saw her first on Big Brother Over the Top and then a couple of MTV shows that she'd probably like to forget. Uh, Now she is a full-time social media influencer. It is Morgan Willett. Morgan, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. And, Steve, you pronounced my last name right, and I am so honored because no one does. What do they they say? Willett? Will it. Will it? Oh my gosh! Everyone, which at this point in my life, I just roll with it. I'm like, "Will it? Will it?" You know, same thing. But
2: but it, but it is Will it, huh?
1: It is Will it. Good job.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say I get. I'm gonna say that I guessed, but I didn't. For some reason, it's never looked. Um, if you had one T, I think I would have said Will it. For some reason, I see two T's, and I I think Ed. I don't know why.
1: Okay. Which <laughs> there you go. You are a smart man. I no one else gets that, but.
2: OK, um, I want to ju- I want to jump right into things with you because you've had a major life change recently is you decided to make the move from Los Angeles to Nashville. And I want to say this is in the last month, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I think I just hit my one month mark in Nashville, which is wild because okay. I feel like I've been here my whole entire life. I love it. But, yeah, it's just one month.
2: OK, so how long how many years were you in L.A.?
1: Let's see. I moved to L.A. right after I filmed my season of Big Brother. So that was the beginning of 2017. So I was there j- almost six years.
2: Okay. And I guess, I mean, look, there's a lot of people making the move from L.A. to Nashville. A lot of reality TV people just seem to be descending upon Nashville. What made you decide, it's time, I want I, I want to go to Nashville? <laughs> Although, you, I mean... Look, you went to UT Austin. You were a cheerleader there. You strike me as somebody that needs to live in Nashville at some point in her life. Like You have the Nashville look. But what what was it for you (laughs) that ultimately put you over there? I
1: am Nashville, which is so funny. Everyone, of course, when I moved here, they're like, you know, why'd you move to Nashville? My answer every single time is, you know what? I don't have an exact answer to that. I just felt like at the beginning of 2023, it was now or never. I Even my parents were like, Are you sure? Why don't you wait till spring, maybe summer, wait till the weather's better to move. And I said, if I do not move in January at the beginning of this year, I will never do it. Um, I just came off a pretty like powerful and like, I don't know, a very, um, I don't know how to explain it. I had a yes year for those who don't know if you've been following on Instagram. So it totally changed my mindset on the lot. That was in 2022. And I just was like, I need a big change. Los Angeles, I feel like is a wonderful place. Um, to spend a few years, but I feel like it is not a place you want to spend long term. I don't think it's like my forever home. I don't really think it's anyone's forever home. Um, I feel like you go there for a very specific purpose and then you got to get the hell out for lack of better terms. Yeah. So it was time for me to get the hell out. Um, it's expensive. It's inauthentic. Um, it's full of people, in my opinion, all you know, trying to climb the ladder, which I get. I wanted to do that as well, but I was ready for a bit of Southern hospitality. Again, yeah, I'm from Texas. I missed my Southern roots. I have all these cowboy boots. I wasn't getting to wear them in LA. So I said, it is time.
2: Don't forget too much traffic. I was in L. I was in California two weeks ago and I was staying in Manhattan beach and I was going to meet, you know, my podcast listeners know I met up with Dave Neal who was in the uh, we met up in Los Feliz. So going from Manhattan Beach to Los Feliz on a Friday took me an hour and a half. And on the Google Maps, I think it was 18 miles. And it took yeah. me an hour and a half. I mean, that's that's common. I know it was Friday and it was middle afternoon and it was horrible timing, but it was what it was. You always have to account for there's going always. to be traffic everywhere. It's just, it it gets it wears on you after a while. Trust me, I Absolutely. lived there for a long time. It's awful. <laughs> like I I, uh, I can't stand it. Anyway, um, okay. So one of the things for you is like, you're an entrepreneur and you're your own boss. And anybody that has followed you on your Instagram and your social media channels knows how much time. I, I'm guessing how much time you put into this because there's no way you're doing these videos and putting out these Instagram stories and putting stuff on your feed and this is taking a small amount of time. I think even <laughs> when you do Q&As, which I want to I want to get to in a little bit too, you've talked about how this is, you know, it is a full-time job for you. When did it when did it set in to be a full-time job for you? And with the changes recently on Instagram Reels, I'm oh curious about does that I'm 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 still Scratching my head as to what happened in terms of, I know they're coming up with another way for content creators to make money on Reels, but for right oh now, gosh. they took it away. What? Where are you at with all of that?
1: Um, Instagram is the biggest stress in my whole entire life. Yeah, <laughs> it is constantly changing, as I'm sure you get it. There's always something to keep up with, always something new. Um, it's you know TikTok is taking over, so Instagram, honestly, in my opinion, is kind of a dying platform. So it's figuring out how to make all of that work. And again, yeah, it's my full time job, which is crazy. I, my parents still are like, "You're doing what? And you're paying your bills how? And what about a 401k and in health insurance?" So I'm like, "Look, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that one out in the future." But I started doing this full time probably in 2019. It took me a little bit after I got off Big Brother, and then I did X on the Beach, and then I did the Challenge, and I really had to build that audience. But honestly, it wasn't until probably twenty one, twenty twenty one, 2021 into 2022 when things really took off and not so much in the sense of like, I grew crazy in the amount of followers. And I always tell people, it's really not about the numbers of followers. If you're wanting to do this full time, that number does not matter. What matters is the people who engage with you and are really, really invested in your life. And I think for me... You know, I went through this public breakup, which I have a feeling you're probably going to ask me about. Um, So once I really (laughs) opened up about that, I feel like I got to know my audience more and they got to know the real Morgan, which is something I for a long time wasn't really showcasing on Instagram. Mm. Um, And then that's kind of when I was like, oh, my God, this is my full time job. It takes up every hour of every day. Like I now have an assistant. I have a whole entire team team that helps me do this. Like, I really can't take all the credit. Um, I have a lot of people who help me out. But, man, yeah, I I can't tell you the last time I took a day off. Like, even Christmas. I was like, all right, we got to edit a recipe. Um, Family, get together. We got to take some content. They're like, it is Christmas? What is happening? I'm like, look, it's what you signed up for.
2: Well, you have a lot of different – you have your hands in a lot of different cookie jars here with – You do fashion stuff. You do fitness stuff. You do travel. Like, is there one that makes you more than the other? Is there one that you like to focus on more? Because for me, you know, as a guy, your stuff, it sounds weird, but it doesn't appeal to me. But (laughs) when I watch it, I'm like, her content is so good and I can understand why women follow it because everything you do. It's very bright. It's very colory. It pops. It's not put together haphazardly at all. Like your stuff is awesome. I've talked about this with other people, people that oh, are mutual, my
1: goodness,
2: mutual friends of ours. And I'm like Morgan's stuff is so good, and I don't even you know I don't buy off of it at all. You know because I can't. I'm not a woman, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> you don't you don't want my discount codes for Tula and athletic wear <laughs> like that's shocking. I
2: know, um, but I like I watch the content all the time, and I'm like the amount of Instagram stories that you post a day, all that stuff, it's got to, like I said, it's got to be time consuming. Which one do you like doing the best or which one is, I oh guess, man. more of your moneymaker between fashion and fitness okay. and travel?
1: Well, it, it is interesting because I do, I'm a firm believer in multiple streams of income. I've always been kind of very business mindset which is, fu- <laughs> mindset that's, totally not a, a business term, but you can tell I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for journalism, but I've always been like, okay, if Instagram disappears tomorrow, I need to have backup plans. So I do, I have my miles with Morgan. That's where I travel with girls. I have a fitness app where I record my workouts. Um, I do the fashion and everything on my Instagram. The biggest money maker is just my Instagram platform like that in general pays my bills what i enjoy the most is whatever i can do to honestly interact with people Mm. so like with my fitness app i gen the reason i do it is not because it you know pays all of my bills but getting to actually interact and teach classes and have people be like oh my god your energy changed my whole entire day or like i just took a, a group of girls to tulum and like getting to know people and like getting like I'm like such an outgoing extroverted person, but getting to like break other people out of their shells, like a lot of these girls have never been out of the country. And like the fact that I got to like hang out with them was so fun. So that's what I enjoy doing the most. Now what pays the bills the most is me slinging those Instagram ads and the discount codes, which like I also do enjoy, but it's not as um, meaningful. Yeah. And I was
2: going to say, you are obviously someone who when you just, look at you you're in shape and i could tell that you if you weren't making money doing this you would still be out and active and walking and jogging and working out every day regardless so you're almost like well, why not just make money off it i mean this is this is a passion of mine you're not someone that i don't think yeah we all have our days where we don't want to go to the gym and work out but you are somebody that very upbeat very energetic to where i could see this is like that makes it makes perfect sense of what you're doing and then when i look at the fitness stuff and i look at the fashion and the travel, and then I saw what happened with IG Reels. I know that IG Reels was was a good thing. Is are, are have they reached you differently because you are somebody that was putting out? I don't know how. What was your average a day? Eight to ten? I don't know how many did you do a day?
1: Um, I, eight to ten stories or reels? Reels. Oh boy, reels are the bane of my existence, <laughs> truly. And I'm I feel like every influencer will say the same. It's just hard with video content because you used to be able to post a photo and that's how you could get across a message or that's how you could showcase your day. Now it is all reels all day long, which takes a lot more time. You're videoing things, you're editing, you're cutting, splicing, all that, trying to keep up with, oh my God, the trends, the amount of time I spend just looking at trends. I'm like, I can't keep up. Like I have a college assistant and I always have to be like, can you tell me what the cool kids are doing? Like, what are the cool dances? I don't know. Like, what, what should I be doing? I have no idea. I feel so old now on social media, which I never thought. Um, but yeah, the introduction of Reels was definitely a game changer. I'm starting to like it more. I think it, it forces people to be more authentic because there's less Photoshop. There's less, you know, you can edit a lot of photos. Um, you can't with a, a video. So it's a way to show up more as yourself and showcase a lot more, but gosh, it takes so much more time. Um, and then I know we've, we've talked about like the Instagram reels you can make money off of. Yeah. That was a whole thing. I never did it. Um, just because I have my own, um, idea of what Instagram is doing with like the monetization of reels. So I chose not to, but that's another thing. Yeah. I've got a whole, I've got a whole theory on that one. So
2: your, your stuff is partnering with athletic wear companies and they're sending you stuff and then you model it, you work out in it, and then discount codes and stuff like that. And it's like right. X amount of feed posts. Uh, yeah, for, for this for this month, we need you to do this. For this amount of money, you need to do three feed posts and three reels or three stories, whatever right. the case may be. It works like that for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I think that's what, I mean, obviously a lot of people, especially that watch reality TV, don't quite seem to understand yet that how can this be full-time work and it absolutely is and it can absolutely be um worth it and certainly something you can pay your bills off of uh and you're someone oh, that oh my has, goodness you're someone that's got you know 300,000 followers you know the people that have 10 million to you know 20 million followers you can only imagine how much those people are making for one sponsored post they're
1: making some people make And like, I'm, I always, I'm on the lower spectrum of like influencers. Like I'm just like a little tiny influencer. I'm, I'm very happy with what I have. I love my people, but like the bigger ones, I'm talking like six figures for a post Yeah. that like for one photo, imagine six, I'm like, it, it, it's nauseating. Like, but yeah, it is because now if you think of it, brands look at us as like, we are creating their commercials. Like that's the best way to. Put it. Yeah. You're not just posting a photo. You're actually because they put ad money behind this. So that's really how you make the money is they're actually paying you to use your content as like commercials for them. It's like it's a whole it's a whole weird world that I find fascinating. But I'm like, wow, 2023. It's wild.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's and it's getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's the same way companies have come to me. I don't do product. Usually it's TV shows that come to me and say, hey, our new season is starting and they're just looking to they're just looking to inform my audience, which they know is predominantly female, predominantly twenty five to fifty four. And hey, if you watch The Bachelor, you're probably interested in watching this show and have me promote it that way. I mean, that's it's really the same thing, except I'm just not promoting product I'm promoting television shows and. I've turned down stuff that was just like I don't think this would fit with my audience and they're like okay and then I only agree to the ones that were just like yes trust me I liked it you'll like it like Temptation Island and Joe Millionaire and these shows. So yeah, it all it, it all makes sense to me and I just it is amazing how many people don't understand it and and look, I will say this and I and I know it to be true but a lot of people that don't understand how one post can get someone six figures or whatever. Let's face it, there is a lot of ingrained jealousy there because the people that are upset about it are people that don't have any content creation to do and they're probably working a nine to five job that they're not thrilled with. And someone can make one post and make more money on one post than someone can make in a whole year of working a nine to five right. desk job. So there is jealousy ingrained in it. You have we all have For to sure. admit that. And and sometimes it gets taken out on you guys, you know, and that's probably frustrating to deal with. I know you've dealt with it based on <laughs> oh yeah comments. Well, I and,
1: always um, say there there's a pro and a con. There's the yes, the pro is what we do. There's a lot of money, and, and the con is I'm like my sister works in more corporate job, so we'll always get little tiffs about this. And I'm like, yeah, but you, what's a weekend like? And like I understand there's so many perks, so I almost feel like obnoxious even saying this, but like I. Like I work Saturdays and like everything I work actually nonstop where it's like, what's it like having someone comment on everything that you do to where I, no matter what I do, what I post, someone's like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen on your body. And I'm like, amazing. Thank you. I was feeling so good about myself, but now I feel like shit. Yeah. So like with everything, with every aspect of life, every job, there's a pro and a con. So I always like to throw that out. The yes. Influencing is wonderful, and there's so many perks. There really is, but there's also some cons. Like you have to have some pretty thick skin.
2: Earlier in the conversation, you had mentioned, or I had mentioned, about your Q and As that you do, and and every once in a while, you'll do one, and you'll really, like, I do a Q and A once in a while, and I'll do and I'll answer questions. Now, granted, my questions aren't as deep as 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 yours sometimes go, but I usually do two or three sentence answers. It's like, hey, here's here's your answer to your question. You on your Q&As go very in depth and very engaged with your audience and i have noticed over the years the last couple of years that your Q&As have gotten a lot longer and like i said you're you're very vulnerable and i think there was a time at, in your Q&As where you where you weren't or maybe you weren't doing them as much i'm not sure but have you noticed the change in your own Q&As on how much oh you're willing to share
1: yeah absolutely and I think, again, this all came at a very like a pivotal moment in my life where all of a sudden I was in a relationship and all of a sudden that relationship was over um and everyone was looking at me. Like I just – I remember getting a call and like E! News is like, we need a statement. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I'm, I'm heartbroken. Like you want a statement? So it was really then I was like, okay, I can either like – say nothing and turn into a shell of a human and cry and then put on this fake happy face on social media. And that felt so icky to me at the time. I was like, I just can't do it. Like, if I don't feel happy, like I can't just fool people. Or I was like, you know what? I can actually open up. And if I'm going to have to heal, I'm going to use like Instagram to do that. And that's kind of what I did. I just started sharing piece by piece as I was going through this healing journey and little did I know, like, people really resonated with it. I still get messages to this day of people who are like, I went through a breakup and thank you so much for opening up. Or like, I listened to your podcast you did and like, it's getting me through this breakup. And this is like two years later. Um, so I, I really think once I opened up and realized, yeah, it it's terrifying. <laughs> Trust me, like, I spill my guts on the internet and it's for everyone to judge and pick apart. But with that, I'm always like, if I can just reach one person positively, that's all that, that matters to me. I don't care if everyone else is like, this is the dumbest thing. Why are you crying on your Instagram story? Why are you oversharing? I'm like, I'm queen of oversharing at this point. But that the one message I get from someone who's like, hey, this turned my day around. To me, that's worth it. And yeah, I've been, I've been able to really cultivate this awesome, awesome audience just by opening up. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm an open book at this point. I'm like... Stopped wearing makeup, stopped caring, stopped with the filters, um, and it's been really freeing. Like it's a, it's a really great feeling.
2: Yeah, you, um, you really went through it, and I think it was for those that don't know, it was September of twenty one. And the worst part about what you went through, like, look, we've all been through breakups. Yours was on a different level because it was with somebody who a lot of people in the reality TV world are very familiar with, um, and. The timing of it couldn't have been worse because now this is where I want to ask you questions about it because I don't know if I know the exact thing. What happened was you had found out that you had been cheated on, but either either you had already had a family trip booked or a family trip was booked because of it. Which one was it?
1: <laughs> okay. To Hawaii, so, No. Right? Yes. So I had a family vacation that had been booked probably a year prior. Okay. Um, my family tries to – we're very close. We try and go on one big trip a year. So that had been planned. My plane ticket was booked, um, and it was just very, very poor timing because I found out this news literally 24 hours before I was supposed to go. Okay. Um. But like now looking back, total silver lining because I needed to be with my family desperately during that time. So – sorry to ruin your vacation mom and dad with my tears, but (laughs) it was very needed for me.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So it was already planned. You find out 24 hours before you leave. And during that trip, are you, I, 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 you've talked about this and it's kind of also what I want to talk about is that like on that trip, one, you were thinking of not going ultimately, obviously you decided to, which was the smart decision, but on that trip, you still had to put out content, and you weren't feeling it at all. Like, obviously, the last thing I want to do is put out content when I'm out here with family. I don't think you put out a ton, but you were very open about, look, I, I'm i going through it right now. And mm-hmm. kind of walk people through that whole thing. As you were, I think you were gone for about a week. Were you... Were you in contact with your ex at that point trying to get answers since you had only found out 24 hours before? Or was it like once you found out, you went to Hawaii and you guys never spoke the whole time?
1: Right, right, right. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, let me put myself back um, two years ago. So I went to Hawaii. I was not really in contact. So after that all happened, I packed up my stuff, drove home, whatever, packed for Hawaii, I received a series of three emails and I believe I I went into depth a little bit on the podcast I did yeah. the first time I opened about uh, um, about this on FML talk but I got three emails they they got progressively worse as the emails went along but that was really the only contact to this day. I still don't understand the email thing like why this relationship ended and emails were sent. but again, I think it they're not personal personable it's very formal i feel like it was just like the other person trying to put band-aids on um so that was really the only contact and luckily i had my family because had i not been with them and i read these emails i would have been so fooled so manipulated but thank the lord like my family's such awesome people they are my rocks and when i'm sobbing on the futon in my parents room they were like all right You know what? You're going to get through this. You are so much better than this. Um, So, yeah. And I ended up, I think that was probably the only time in my life I took a small break from Instagram. But I still was open about it because I had I had brand deals. You know, you sign contracts. But I had told my manager, I was like, I will post the things, you know, I signed a contract for. But other than that, I'm not posting anything like I cannot show up right now. Like I was a wreck. So I posted a few things here and there. I let people know obviously, you know, I'm alive. You're not going to see a lot from me. Something's happened and, you know, I'll open up in time. But man, it was for lack of better words an absolute shitstorm because, you know, once the media gets a hold of something, then it's like you're not you're only not only dealing with your own audience, but now it's like I had strangers reaching out to me. I had, you know, people I never met commenting on my life and it was very, very difficult. Did you
2: know the woman involved in this?
1: I did not. Um, I, I knew her name, um, okay. obviously. Um, I knew her name. I knew what she looked like. I had a photo sent to me of them together. So okay. I think that was difficult because it's one thing to hear something. It's one, one thing to know someone's name. It's another thing to actually see their face. Because then it's like, then you want to go creep on them and figure out why. And then, I mean, she actually had a boyfriend at the time as well. Um, so, like, that was another thing that was so confusing. It was just like, why? Like, why are people so awful?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I did not know her personally. I think I reached out to her once on Instagram. Just, you know, I was seeking my own closure. And for some reason, I thought maybe she could help me out with that. But she she never got back to me
0: okay
2: so that was gonna be my next question see I didn't know did she ever reach out and say sorry or did you ever reach out and she apologized once you got your message but it looks like we got our answer so ever since then you've never spoken to this woman and she's she's never reached out to you
1: she's never and I think obviously because she was in a relationship it's like I think she thought I was going to tell her boyfriend. And I was like, no, 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 Like I, that is your life. That is not my business. I just need, I'm not getting answers on my end. Cause like you, you want to piece things together. You want the truth so badly. Um, so I was so desperate to just find out anything. Um, and I mean, she, she read my message, but never got back to me. Um, but again, you know, therapy is wonderful and you're going to get your own closure. You know, if another person's not going to give it to you, eventually you'll get it yourself.
2: Did she ever, um, I don't even know. Cause I don't follow like the, other than watching the challenge, I don't follow the, the ins and outs that happen on social media. Did her name ever circulate in the challenge world? Do, do other challenge people, are they aware of who it was?
1: Um, no, she, she okay. had nothing to do with like reality TV. Thankfully. Okay. Um, and and you know that's something i'll never know like did she want to get on tv again not my problem anymore but in a weird way this is gonna sound insane i owe that girl so many thank yous i yeah. like i've talked to my mom about this and she's like you know what is crazy is that was she was a blessing in disguise truly 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 because i am a different person i'm so much happier now and that sounds corny." People are going to listen and be like, oh, my God, you're just saying that. Like, what a cliche. But no, I actually wish, like, if I could see her in person, I'd be like, you know what? I thought you were awful then, but, like, I am so thankful for you now.
2: Well, yeah, that's – I mean, it's it's fascinating. I know that there was more that went into it in terms of, you know uh, – there's a great podcast out there. FML uh, – what was it? FML
1: – FML Talk with Gabrielle Stone. Yeah, that – That I went into like the more of the details, but I was, it's so funny, like listening back to that podcast, I was so broken and so sad and so terrified to say anything. So you'll listen to that and be like, who the hell am I listening to? I mean, I do give a lot of details and you can tell obviously how upset I was, but I'm like, wow, I'm, it's honestly a good thing I didn't do that podcast now because I would have a lot more to say. Cause I've healed and I went through my sad phase I went through my angry phase and now I'm just like, well, here we are.
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to it and I remember texting you the day I, that I did listen to it and I told you how impressed I was that you were able to get through it. And I felt you shared the right amount. I didn't think you, I didn't feel like you overshared anything or you, things you said were inappropriate because at no point, even as hurt as you were and as embarrassed as you he basically made you you didn't you didn't come across as vindictive on that podcast you didn't come across as petty and i'm just going to fire back at him after what he did to me it was more along the lines of you know uh kind of getting through the whole thing i just i i just remember reaching out to you that day and telling you how impressed i was uh by it and um I, you know all the credit in the world goes to you for that podcast cuz i know it wasn't easy and that was really the first and only time you've really ever gone into detail about what happened. And that was what? I can't remember the date. Do you remember when you did that podcast?
1: I did that, I want to say it was February. So it was like six the, months was, later, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, five months later, or something like that.
2: Hmm. Man. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. And, I'm just, and people want to go listen to it to get any more details. But it was... This was not a fun time in your life, obviously. Nobody. Uh... <laughs> now, I guess my last question in regards to this, and I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I want to see Hit if it me is with right. It. Has he ever publicly acknowledged this?
1: I, you know what? I don't think so. I, yeah, and that's what I
2: think. I don't think he has. Like
1: no, and, and I don't. I don't think that ever will happen. And Again, therapy works wonders, but and I used to be hung up on that because it's like you you want you want your sorry, you want your apology because something bad happened to you. But like, I just accepted that the second you can let go of that is the second you can actually start to heal. So like, once I kind of realized that and like completely let it go was when things got so much easier. But no, there I there never will be. <laughs> and i have my own opinions on all of that but yeah um i said what i needed to say and that's what i'm proud of it's like i don't need an apology because i don't think the apology would even you know it it wouldn't be admitting the truth so like i don't want an apology for something that didn't happen i want an apology for something that like actually did happen and to this day i still don't know the extent of everything so
2: well, like I said, this happened in September of 2021. Here we are in April of 2023. If he's never going to publicly acknowledge it, it's <laughs> it's definitely not happening. But that's, that's the thing, because we know he has been called out for many things in this franchise, and he kind of has been able to slide on a lot of stuff that people are now getting canceled for on old tweets or old things that they wrote or old things that they said. And he's got a litany of them that are all documented on MTV and it's just it is it is interesting how he has kind of slid when this happened I guess I'm just surprised considering he does have a weekly podcast that at no point even if it was you know even if it wasn't directly to you Morgan I'm shocked that this guy can't just get out there and say man I fucked up my last relationship I blew it you know, my fault, I take full responsibility for what I did. That's what I mean when I said he hasn't even publicly even said that. I, I don't even think, and, and here's a guy that dated you for for two years, I believe, and he's got a weekly podcast and he he never brings it up. Like, I, it, the whole thing is, is kind of mind-boggling to me, and I don't understand, not that he's going to be some sort of, you know, everyone's going to feel so bad for him and, and forgive him, but acknowledge your mistakes and just own what you did. And it to never even bring it up clearly means like he is never owning what he did. And for all I know, he doesn't think he does anything. He didn't think he did anything wrong, which is well. I, I think he just
1: hit the nail on the head with that one. Like in order to <laughs> acknowledge something, you have to actually admit that you did something wrong. And I think I think that's the key. Um, and I don't think I don't think that person can do that but that is so but, but <laughs>
2: just, we but we all know that how does he not think that cheating happened is is he trying to get through on a loophole or a technicality like well we were fighting i i, I mean i don't understand how he doesn't think he cheated <laughs> maybe you don't either that's why you're just going to shaking your head i don't know
1: right um, <laughs> well i also think i mean i think my my kindness is prop not I don't want to say taken advantage of because that's not the right word but I I think they know what kind of person I am and that I'm not gonna go into dirty details I'm not gonna I'm not here to ruin someone's life so I'm sure that's part of it I know a lot of people you know reality tv who would just completely unleash like I'm watching like the Bravo Vanderpump stuff and I'm like oh these people are ruthless and like I very easily could have but Again, it's just not my character. Trust me, I've thought about it many a time, but yeah. I simply can't.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, there's, we, we see it all the time in reality TV, Bachelor World, Vanderpump Rules World, Housewives World, where if there is a breakup or there is cheating or there's shady behavior going on, these people have absolutely no problem whatsoever airing dirty laundry and showing text messages and posting videos and, Trust me, it's out there and you're just choosing to handle it um, a different way, which is perfectly fine. Um, And I just think it's admirable for you to do that because there are not there are women in your position that wouldn't and would just absolutely call him out on the carpet and just be like, here's everything. And, boy, are you lucky that everyone doesn't know all this stuff. And, you know, I, I applaud you for it. Um but
1: uh, don't trust i've thought a time or two because there i mean i'm like should i do a get ready with me TikTok on this I'm like absolutely <laughs> not but trust me it's crossed my mind because there's just i could like the trauma and everything people probably think i'm being dramatic and i'm sure they do you know what you can think i'm being dramatic but there was so much trauma and so many different instances that led to where i was like the girl with no confidence it was not just what happened at the end it was everything that led to that but again that's that's irrelevant now all that matters is like if i can help someone else get out of a situation like that and learn to like as i say find their shimmer again hence why i love the taylor swift bejeweled song so much um but like i feel like that's my purpose
2: yeah, yeah. Next time, you, next time you're doing a TikTok and you're doing a get ready with me and you're putting on your foundation, maybe just kind of slide <laughs> it in there like, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> no.
1: Just uh, drop a total bomb yeah. and people will be like, what?
2: And they just kind this of move isn't on. That
1: a horrible date story like we were expecting.
2: Now, I, now, I don't know if you saw this. And this is the last thing I want to bring up about it. I don't know if you saw this. You probably didn't see it, but maybe it was relayed back to you on the reunion show for the latest one. What was it? Spies? Not not spies. I don't even remember the names of the shows anymore because they produce four MTV shows a year now.
1: Yeah, there's too damn many. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, Was it Veronica? Veronica literally called him out during the reunion show and talked about being on a boat with him and knowing his certain behavior. Was that part of did you hear about that? And was that part of something either new or something you already knew, but he got, he got called out specifically for something being on a boat when she saw behavior that he would not be proud of.
1: Interesting. So that actually did get sent to me many a time because I cannot escape (laughs) anything on social media. That's the beauty of my job. So I did, someone did end up sending me that. Um, I think Veronica is a queen, icon, legend. If she is listening to this, hi, um, big fan. But no, I, I can only imagine what that is about. I, I don't know the specifics. I have heard, you know, there's just once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm just gonna put it at that. And
0: gotcha. you know,
1: you always think that you're gonna change someone, but you. A tiger, what's the saying? A tiger doesn't change its stripes. A leopard doesn't change its spot. What yeah. zebra doesn't? Whatever, whatever <laughs> animal that is, you know the analogy. Yeah, um, zebra never that changes apply- its stripes. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely applies here. So I'm assuming you know she's referring to a past relationship because I I heard about that as well. Okay. Um, but you know what? I have to I have to applaud her because that takes so much to call out someone like that, especially someone in a position of so much power. So. I absolutely um, do applaud her on that.
2: And then it was once again, it was like, wow, a specific aimed at him. And then it was just editing, and they were on to the next topic. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! Can we dive into this more? What? What? She just gave a specific, and then he just basically told her, "Oh, stop it," you know. "Oh, stop it, Veronica." I don't, you know, let's. We're not getting there, or we're not going there, or whatever. I'm like. <laughs> Can we go there? Because she just <laughs> she just laid out a specific. I kind of want to know, but anyway, um, I know we got to wrap up here. I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast, and especially after this weekend when I attended Taylor Swift at AT and You know, I had originally when she went and put her tickets on sale back in November. I was like, well, clearly I want to see her in Dallas, but somebody had offered me um, on the uh, you know without taxes and fees uh tickets in Nashville so I was like I'll get these in Nashville and then I realized my gosh <laughs> uh Nashville tickets and not only that but getting a hotel for 3 days in Nashville that weekend everything was 750 or more so that was going to be another 2200 bucks and I was like I need to sell these Nashville tickets and just use this towards purchasing Dallas tickets and I was watching your Instagram story one day, and you had brought up Taylor, and you were like, does anybody have any anybody <laughs> have a, a way for me to get these tickets? And I immediately texted you. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll sell you mine. And I hadn't bought my Dallas ones at that point. I'm just like, you can take these, and I'll use the money to purchase towards my Dallas tickets. And that's what we did. So you're going
0: uh,
1: about God a month from you. now.
2: Yeah, about a month from now, May 7th. You're going on Sunday, May 7th. And the best part about this is, and people don't know, you've never seen her in concert before.
1: I have never, and I'm I'm having, I'm not kidding, I'm having dreams, like Taylor Swift is in my dreams, that's the creepiest thing ever. I am so excited, I was living for your stories, I watched them probably (laughs) three times through again and and again and again, I'm just, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about this tour, so... Thank you for letting me live my wildest dreams. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. This is going to, you're going to, you're going to have so much fun. It's impossible not to, as, if you like her music, unless you're the guy behind me in all my videos, who was just a miserable human I, being. Was,
1: why was he there? <laughs> why did his girlfriend is so rude. At least bring one of your girlfriends. Yeah. Who like knows One of her songs. This man was so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he cracked a smile once.
2: No. I, and it's just amazing. Like I, he clearly knew none of the songs, but, I don't yeah, it's like the girlfriend, what are you doing? Why would you bring him? Why would you why wouldn't you wanna go and have, you know, girl time with your girlfriends and jump up and down and scream and drink wine and have fun and sing Taylor <laughs> Swift songs? Why would you bring a lump on a log that I, I would assume let me just you know, without knowing any of these people, let's just assume that was a boyfriend, I would think. I, I, I can't I would, imagine that was at, a brother. There's or something. no
1: way you would bring your friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just. He's a dude. Yeah, I just. There's no way. unless he liked Taylor like me, so I don't. I I, I don't Very get it, true. But you will. Um, you'll absolutely love it. Um, I want to see. I know you'll be posting videos that night. Just make sure you bring a portable charger because my phone died. I had Stop. 90, I had ninety five percent battery when she went on. Now, granted, I took a lot of videos and I sent them to my niece and to my and to my Instagram story, but I ran out of battery on the, <sighs> on the second to last song. So I I made it to Mastermind, and then she had Karma to end it, and that was it. And I was mine went oh out during God. Mastermind. So if you can bring a portable
1: charger, oh, I'm bringing four. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a backpack full of chargers. My phone will not die.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I I, I definitely want to see videos. Uh, you'll love all too well more than anything um, uh
1: i'm gonna i will be i will cry literally mark my words there will be a video of me crying to that song on my instagram story i'll tag you yeah
2: no definitely do it um i'm so glad i was able to i'm so glad i saw your instagram story that day and it was able to work this out you probably would have gotten them somehow somewhere else from uh, somebody i but, mean
1: i would have had to finesse something but i'm yeah. just so thankful you're a trustworthy source and i was like, okay. I know these tickets will end up in my account. Like, he's not going to scam me. Yeah. No. Um. And it just made it so easy. I was also like four margaritas deep when you texted <laughs> me. And I was like, sure. Oh, that's so right. Paypal now.
2: Were, you were on your Tulum trip. That's
1: right. I was on my Tulum trip. And I, w- I had just been talking to the girls. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to book these. I don't care how much it is. I, <laughs> I didn't even know who I was going to give the ticket to. I was just like, Steve, I'll pay you right now. And that was the tequila talking. Are you going with your sister? I am. I'm gonna bring my sister. Our birthdays are a week later, so it's gonna be like both of our like birthday gifts.
2: Oh, that's awesome! Oh, you're gonna so you're excited. gonna absolutely love it. Um, I'm I'm excited for you because uh, because it's your first. Like, I saw 1989 twice. I saw Reputation twice. This one, I, I I told you in the text the other day. I was like, I don't know how she's gonna top this. I mean, if she does another tour in two or three years or whatever, like, what's she gonna do? Go four hours? Like, she almost has <laughs> to do a minimum three hours and fifteen minutes again, or people be like. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I got
1: ripped off. On the Aeros oh, tour, she goodness. did three hours and
2: 15. Like, why are we at three now or whatever? So, yeah, she doesn't disappoint. It's a great show. The production, the outfits, I mean, you're, you'll are you absolutely love it. I. The I other thing it. I can't wait to see is what Taylor outfit you choose to go in.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I had one, and now I'm, like, second-guessing it. I'm like, <laughs> do I want to switch it? Do I do an outfit change so I put something in a bag? I don't know. I think I have an idea, but whatever it is, we'll be covered in rhinestones and very over the top. And I'm so excited.
2: Will there be a cowboy hat involved? Like a rhinestone. There will cowboy not hat. be I oh, have no not cowboy hat.
1: anything Western, which is crazy. I know. Okay. I know. I, I'm going to, I'm sh- going to shock everyone with this one.
2: <laughs> well, we'll, I'll be looking out for it. We'll all be looking out for it. Morgan. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on. really appreciate it. So glad you go to the concert. So glad you're able to come on this week. And, uh, yeah, we will, we will be in touch before then and then after and the night of yes. the concert for sure. So,
1: Thank you so, so much.
2: Good luck with everything, and we'll be in touch. Yay! Okay, bye. Thank you so much to Morgan for coming on. Sorry if you heard me cough a few times or breathe heavy. I'm just kind of a little bit. It was worse earlier today. I'm glad we recorded later on in, on, on Tuesday to do this, but man... <clears throat> Tuesday noon I was like sniffling nonstop it seems to have calmed down a bit after as about the three hours leading up to recording this I had taken a day quill and taken a nap so I feel a little bit better and but you can tell voice a little nasally but I am so if anybody knows Morgan's Instagram stuff like I know there are influencers out there that uh, full-time job and put a lot of time into it. But nobody that I follow puts more time into their Instagram than Morgan Willett. Like I, I've talked to other people in the franchise about this. I am just so blown away by her and what she does and how much, like I said earlier, her stuff like just pops. It's very colorful. It's very upbeat. It's very energetic. Stuff is just so good. And that's due to a lot of effort put into it and it's she's not she's definitely not half-assing anything uh on her Instagram so go check it out her Instagram account is morgan lee willett and that's l e i g h and uh w i l l e t t so check that out if you don't follow her she's got like giveaways galore she's got codes galore for all sorts of things go check it out i i guarantee If you are an active female, you are definitely going to want to purchase something off of her Instagram page. And the amount of stories that she posts a day, stories, reels, feed stuff, I mean, it's why it's a full-time job for her. So thanks so much to Morgan for coming on. Thanks for, um, you know, as she said, she could easily go scorched earth on her ex. She chooses not to. I respect it. Um, there were just some little things here that i didn't know timing wise i didn't quite necessarily know the timing uh the timeline of certain things but now i do and if you really want to hear her open up about it um it's the f m l talk with gabrielle stone i believe she said and it was in february of twenty twenty two february of twenty uh february of last year uh that she went on it and really um, was not an easy time for her, and I knew um listening to her do that, uh, it was tough. I texted her right after I listened to it that day, and I was like, You did a great job. And I know that couldn't have been easy. And um so check it out. Uh her Instagram, Morgan Lee Willette. And if you're interested in listening to that podcast of her talking about that, it is the FML Talk Podcast with Gabrielle Stone. And it's a really, really good one. It's from February of 2022. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. That certainly helps the podcast. We're back tomorrow with another Daily Roundup and another Sports Daily. So for Morgan Willett, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See